You are listening to the You Are Techie podcast, episode number 142. Welcome to the You Are Techie podcast, where it's all about growing in your techiness so you can find the tech job of your dreams. And now your host, technology learning coach, Ellen Toomey. Hey, moms. Are you trying to break into tech? Are you wondering what skills you really need to get hired and how those skills can be worth $45 an hour instead of the $25 an hour you thought when you first started thinking about going back to work? If so, then the Your Techie membership is for you. Our combination of courses, coaching, and community come with the mentor support you need to keep moving forward in your tech career. It's like no other membership program available. We have the exact skills employers are looking for. You'll learn how to maximize your income with portfolio-ready skills that hiring managers are seeking, not to mention the steps you can skip so you don't find yourself down that endless tech learning rabbit hole. Join me as I walk you step-by-step through the getting hired process in tech. Sign up at youartechie.com. That's Y-O-U-A-R-E-T-E-C-H-Y.com. I can't wait to see you in our membership. Well, hi, how you doing today? Today, we're talking about autonomy in the workplace. And for those of you coming from teaching or healthcare or many client service industries, this beautiful component of tech can be an added benefit of tech that you might be missing. You may not be giving tech the credit that it is due because of the beauty of autonomous work and also how that work aligns to moms. You're going to love autonomous work. And I think that there are some inclinations of it. So sometimes we use the word flexibility, but I'm going to talk about the autonomous aspect of the work, not just in terms of the benefit of being able to quote unquote do it when you want, but really how it can be a beautiful way to spend your time. So autonomous work. And generally, we're going to mean that work is going to be done alone. You can do pair programming autonomously and pull off stories. But in general, I'm talking about doing deep, thoughtful work without being interrupted. And I mean, come on, as a mom, (laughs) how beautiful is that? So this is fresh on my mind because last night the kids came home from school and I kind of picked them up in shifts and they couldn't talk enough. They just kept talking over each other. So first the younger three were talking over each other. Then when I picked the older two up, those two are a little bit more introverted and they were still interrupting each other. And so that was a bit overwhelming, even for this mama's tolerance. So now, as you know, my kids just started a new school. So I am happy to be overwhelmed in this way. It's not really a problem at all, but if it is, this is the problem I want, right? I want them to be so excited. However, even though I'm happy to have that, it does make autonomous work feel a little like a spa, okay? It feels good for my brain to just do one thing at a time while I'm focused on that one thing, to create something beautiful, thoughtful, and hard. It's a blessing, and it's one that tech has in spades. So autonomous work is required in tech. You have to sit down 
and do the design work, the development work. And I can't promise that every tech environment is going to operate in this completely autonomous way, but I am going to go into some detail about how fundamentally that is how tech is set up. And that's because of Scrum. So Scrum is the most common application of Agile. And I'm going to talk a little bit about how, as the language of tech and the foundation of tech, it lends itself to autonomous work. But I've done several episodes on Agile and Scrum. So if you have no idea what I'm talking about, or if you just want to brush up, it can really be helpful to understand the way that the workplace dynamic will work. You can brush up on those topics in one of these three episodes. I've done several, but here are three for you. Episode 121, which is an encore episode, Being Agile with Jill Sanderson. Now, Jill, she is a returnship mom, but she's been in back in the field for over a decade, I know. She's a friend, you are a techie mentor, and she's done everything pretty much in and around Scrum and Agile. So it's a great episode to learn from Jill from. You can go to youartechie.com slash 121. Also 123, so youartechie.com slash 123, being Agile with UX. And that's where I talk about the role that UX plays in the Agile environment. But even for you devs out there, this is going to give you a great sense of the way the design development process works in Scrum. I love that episode. I think it's helpful to think about the way that the components work autonomously and then come together. And then also episode 126. So youartechie.com slash 126. Owning the Agile process. In that episode, you can hear about how to take ownership of your work and also how Scrum promotes that ownership. So check out those episodes if you want to hear more in depth about Agile after listening to this one. The way that Scrum promotes autonomous work is that the stories, which are tasks, the fundamental element in Scrum of a task is called a story. It's a story. And you might say, well, why is it called a story? Why isn't it just called a task? Actually, story is a much better word. I use the word task just so you can understand what that element is. But it's telling a story about the user and what the user is going to do within that product. That's very helpful for everyone, for the design, development, testing, to understand what the user has to accomplish within the feature set of the product. So it's called a story. And if done correctly, you have a sprint, usually a two-week time frame, and you have a collection of stories that go into that sprint, and the team members select a story to start working on, and then they submit it, and then it gets accepted or rejected, which just means, hey, this didn't work. Let's iterate on it, or, you know, this piece was missing. It's kind of part of the process. That's why we talk a lot about rejection. That's just part of the Agile process, except reject. Did we meet the criteria? Not quite, oh, we didn't think about this one component, and then it gets completed. And then you move on to the next story in the sprint. And collectively, you have all these autonomous pieces that the team do autonomously, but it creates a collective goal, a collective end process. So that at the end of the sprint, some amount of work has been done either towards an epic. So there's been progress on an epic or an epic has been completed. And an epic is a higher level goal that is communicated to the outside stakeholders, but also that the team understands how the stories they're working on impact this greater goal that's that is for the organization. Okay. And stories can be features. You can be improving a feature. You can be fixing something. You can be fixing a bug. And sometimes you can be doing research. Those are different things that a story could contain. And you can be doing design. You can be doing development. You can be doing testing. All of those things. In tech, now 
Scrum is such a cool concept. A lot of organizations have put it into other departments. So that's just what you're looking at when you're looking at tech. And that's a lot. <laughs> just so you know, so making it sound kind of simple, it's really not simple. It's really a pretty involved process because thinking ahead of time about what work is going to be done so that you aren't interrupting people, it does require a lot of work, but it's worth it because you need to get in deep thought to be creative. And autonomous work is needed in tech because it's a creative process. Sure, it's easy for us to understand how design is a creative process, but development is also a creative process because you are problem solving. In both of those, you are problem solving. And in order to do that, your brain needs to give space and time to that problem. And that's why knowing everything in tech is not possible. You really are just given a set of problems, given a criteria, and then you solve it through design and development. There are trade-offs there. Sometimes you can design your way out of a solution and not do much development. Sometimes it requires a lot of development and they really can't use as much design. That's why that interplay is there. I think that it is interesting that we think about tech in terms of flexibility, but the autonomous work is not this pie-in-the-sky goal of tech. It really is how tech gets done. Another component that I want to add to help you, because many of my students will say, number one thing, so we do the dream job description, youartechie.com slash dream job, and they want a mentor. They want a team who's been there before who can help them through the process. And I think that's a reasonable request. And yet, I feel that most of our technical questions can be answered by ourselves. We can figure it out. And I even created a freebie on answering your own tech question. Now, here's the thing. You don't have to answer every single one of your own tech questions, but if you go through this freebie, which you can find at youartechie.com slash answer question, and I'll link to it in the transcript. That's youartechie.com slash answer question all the world word, you will ask a better question to your manager or your PL, your PM. It's very important that as you're going through this autonomous work, you're not feeling like you're on an island and you don't know which way to go. And you, it's not like that. If you have the skills and strategies and this freebie is just one way to kind of direct your attention, then you know when to raise the flag and say, hey, I'm going to tap you in here. I need some help on this. But hopefully... Most of your questions are being answered in this scrum process. There's a meeting at the beginning to help you plan out the sprint. And then at the end of the sprint, we demonstrate the work. And so there's communication done throughout. But what you want to really do is build autonomous work habits and be able to answer a lot of your own tech questions. This will also help your confidence. It's going to help build your confidence because confidence is really your ability to believe in yourself. And when you do hard things, you grow that ability. When you do hard things, even say you, if you did something like a triathlon or a marathon, you did a hard thing like that, it can translate to the rest of your life. And so every time you answer a question, even if you're answering a different question, you're helping to grow your confidence in your ability to do that. That's why when I talk to really experienced developers, they're like, I have not specifically worked in that one stack or with this one question that you're asking me, but I'm confident I can figure it out. I've figured out all these other things. I'll figure it out. Oftentimes the client's like, okay, so how many times have you done this exact thing? And tech is so customizable that usually the answer is never done this one exact thing, but I've done a lot of different things like it. So I have a ton of confidence that I'll be able to figure it out. Another piece about autonomy that I wanted to bring up, my students tend to give me a lot of credit, right? And if you hear them 
or the success stories you'll hear. I'm honored and grateful, but there's no credit to me. They are the ones who have done the work, the individual work. So they don't get hired if they haven't put in the time to do the UX process or they haven't done the time to learn development. They've completed those projects in their respective areas, which gives them a lot of confidence that even though the details could be different, they're going to offer a lot of value in their new profession. I think that it's so fun because the autonomous work has this, I don't know, added benefit of building confidence. Like when you actually do the work and you show like, I can do this. And so while mentors and team members are great, there will always be that component of like, I can do this. I can problem solve. And it will help you build confidence in your job and in your life, which is great. I do want to circle back to a little bit more about Scrum. Again, I didn't go into all the details because, of course, I have these other episodes. Autonomy in the workplace does not mean that you are alone. You still have meetings. You Even in, in Scrum, you actually have a daily stand-up. You're talking to people with a short meeting every day. You're still connected to people. You just have a beautiful, quiet work time. Ideally, in Scrum, that's what you will have. That's going to maximize your effectiveness and your efficiency for product creation, for whatever story you're working on. And so, again, that's essential for this creative problem solving that we're doing. And it's just a great interplay with tech that's really going to, I think, bring a beautiful aspect to our otherwise somewhat overwhelming and crazy lives. But the meetings that you're going to have are going to be effective. And if they're done right, not boring because you're talking about the actual work and everyone's involved in this collective goal. So the meetings really should be more interesting. You're actually talking about specific work that's going to get done. And as you grow with that team, you know what everyone's working on and what you're working on and there's a familiarity. But there's also an input in a discussion around the work that's getting done. And so it always feels very tangible because you don't just talk about it at the meeting. You get into the specifics and then you go do the work and then you see the work. And I think that's another beautiful thing about Scrum is just more effective meetings and effective use of meetings. So the autonomous work, you still have teammate and team members. It's really kind of a beautiful thing when you think about it. So the meetings are in support of that beautiful, autonomous work. All right. You are so techie. Thank you for being here. I hope you enjoyed Autonomy in the Workplace. I'll see you next time. Hey, if you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to sign up for the You Are Techie email list. Imagine being in the tech job of your dreams. Join me to get the strategies, training, and never-ending support to get hired. Sign up at youartechie.com. That's Y-O-U-A-R-E-T-E-C-H-Y.com. I'll see you next time.